What's up, RSL Nation? It's your boys Adele and the Baker, I guess. We're uh, we got a really special one for you today. Some of you might even watch this a video. Probably and, not, though. And you might ask yourself, "Where's the Baker?" I'm off camera. So we're gonna I'm keep him off camera. Right here. There you go. Say hello. What's up, RSL um, Nation? The whole point of whole this thing is that we're gonna convert it to one of our regular podcasts. We got a special treat for you today. Tell them why it's a special treat. Well, so we have to come up with a name for this. Um, yeah, all the all the good professional podcasts have yeah. like names for segments. Um, know thy neighbor. Know thy neighbor. There I it is. Like that. This is know thy neighbor, RSL Nation. Because I was totally gonna go a fireside chat with the Texian army. Yeah, that could be like the sub name. You know how like all the good books have like one title and then also a whole second title. Yeah, yeah, that's there it a is. Fireside chat. Oh, know thy neighbor. Okay. So RSL Nation, you heard it here first. You literally saw the sausage being made. Know thy neighbor. And today is a special day because we're talking with Pat. Yes, sir. Pat, do you want to jump online and introduce yourself real quick? Tell us whom you're with. All right. Hi, everyone up in uh, Utah, the Real Salts in the Lakes. It's uh, I'm Pat with the one of the Houston supporters groups, uh, the Texian Army. I'm mostly their Twitter guy because I'm in IT, so people scare me. So Twitter's nice. Character limits, brilliant. Um, been in Houston for five years. Actually moved to Houston for the Dynamo. I, uh, I was living in Florida before Orlando City was a thing. And I applied for only in jobs in cities that had an MLS team. So, wow. That's that's amazing. That's, that's hardcore. Yeah, so that's that's how much I like soccer. I just wanted to be where the soccer was. And a company in Houston said, we'll hire you and pay for you to come out here. And, yeah, that's that's a quick background on my part. So That worked out well. Now, Bakir, the mm -hmm. baker, excuse me. Right. You want to tell them why we're talking to Houston today? Because we play Houston in like T minus a handful of days. Oh, just around the corner. Any second now. All Any right. second now. I think before we really get into it, mm -hmm. I think every RSL fan, when they meet a Houston fan, at least this year, should start with thank you. Because Tell us more. Not that long ago, I was sitting on decision day because RSL didn't play on decision day, mm -hmm. drinking my feelings hard. Hard. Uh -huh. Oh, Just, I remember. I was, we're out. Portland beat us. LA is up 2 0 over the Houston Dynamo yep. the half. And out of nowhere, those beautiful orange bastards yeah. decided to or put how. three past the LA Galaxy. Wait, you tuned off. Goodbye. I, I went for a nap. Yeah. I thought we were done. Yeah. No, no. This was like a whole, like, season's over. I'm sad. I'm going to yeah. go sleep. Upon waking up, the most magical thing had happened, and the Houston Dynamo well, had beat LA Galaxy 3-2, yep. ensuring our, uh, I think, sixth and final playoff spot was safe. Yeah. So, Pat, thank you. <laughs> also the team. So no, no, they can't do I, it without him. So I have to – I remember that now. I completely forgot about that. So I'm not as How bad. How could you? Well, I'm so fast. <laughs> I'm not as bad as him, but I was watching at home, zero to a half. So I was like, I'm gonna go see my mom. <laughs> <laughs> so I got in the car, drove to my parents' house up the street, and I was just sitting there. I totally forgot about the game. I didn't forget about it. I was sad that right. we were out. Right. I checked the live score real quick, and it was two two. Mm. 
luck, thank God for ESPN Plus, the app. I pulled it up and watched the rest of the game. And then I started texting you. I didn't get a reply back forever. So yeah. I thought you might have been dead. <laughs> oh, anyways, that we didn't see that one coming. So thank you, Houston, for last year. Absolutely. Yeah, we pretty much rioted on that because not only did we eliminate LA Galaxy, but we eliminated the Zatan. Yeah, definitely. And then RSL went ahead to eliminate LAFC in the next round. Yeah. So essentially, Houston had a hand in eliminating both of the LA teams, which if, cool there's, if there's not a whole lot we can agree on, it's that that's a good thing. But now we have had horrible luck in Houston. We have. We've had an awful time down south. Yeah. So why don't we just get to Pat real quick? Pat, I'll be honest. Obviously, we follow the CCL a bit, but what's Houston done in the offseason that we should know about? So basically, um, to set this all up, last season we weren't that good of a team, but one of our biggest problems is we lost three defenders like for the entire season. Like It wasn't like a one-game, two-game, you know, I pulled them off. So it was just like they are gone. Mm. Like at one point, you know, the front office was putting in their Twitter interns in as defense. Like you're on CB <laughs> today. But the other, the one other thing uh, people forget is we were breaking like all sorts of scoring records last season too. It's just we had literally had no defenders, so we would every ten goals we put in, we gave up fifteen. So for the off season, they basically signed all the defenders they could. We signed like six defenders and I talked with the president and they're still looking for more CBs because they don't want it to happen again. They're banking on the fact that our forwards are still going to be hot. And as we saw last night, yeah, our starting forward was subbed in late in the game and just got two goals and we advanced. So our striking's phenomenal. They didn't do pretty much anything with that, but all the defenders they could find. We got like five new defenders and one midfielder because injuries killed us last year. And I love DeMarcus Beasley. He's one of the best. He's one of the quickest, but he's also 83 years old. So he's going to have an injury this season. No, I, I, so didn't think, have... I, didn't, I didn't know he broke 80 yet. <laughs> <laughs> but so that, that was our entire offseason was just all the defenders. Okay. So you, you're saying you're feeling pretty good about the team? I am, but I... I always feel good, you know, before the season actually starts. I, I like to, I like to start off optimistic and happy before my hopes and dreams get crushed because I'm used to that feeling. So yeah, <laughs> I don't want to start off pessimistic and go deeper. <laughs> but I can see those I'm feeling okay. And with CCL, CCL is helping me feel better as well about it all. The strikers all right. are still scoring. Take so, it away. so speaking of of CCL, I mean nothing. Nothing quite like a uh, does a preseason well, kind of like you know, Concacaf games that actually quote unquote matter. Um, so Houston has advanced. Uh, you know, do you want to talk about the CCL games at all? What you're seeing, what you're excited about? I, I watched uh, both Houston games, but I want to know what your take was. Um, I'm just excited with how we're looking on the counterattacks because that's how we scored like 90% of our uh, goals last year, and this year we still look just as quick. Like last night's game was delayed two hours because it just rained and rained and rained, and it was just like seven inches of water on the field, and we still look like the quickest counterattacking team out there. So I can't imagine once, you know, once we actually have 115-degree summers, 
and the, you know everything's dry and the ball moves quicker because it was just crazy counterattacking when the ball was moving through mud. So right. it's that's what's going to make or break every MLS team that faces us, especially in the summer. It's just it, it we're quick. Elas and Minotas will just run you down, and it's just not going to stop. Also, the rest of the team just teams just die in that environment. That I, I've never. The first thing anyone mentions when they're traveling to Houston from the RSL squad is heat and humidity. humidity. Heat and humidity. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, if you're not used to the humidity, it'll kill you. Yeah. So uh, uh, having advanced. uh, uh, past uh, uh, Guastatoya, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, any any like surprises? I, I know Demarcus Beasley kind of seems to be drinking from that same uh, fountain of youth that Nick Ramondo and Kyle Beckerman have stumbled upon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know he he saved that first game with a beauty of a goal from just way outside. But any other standouts? Anybody that you know you're you're keeping an eye on for the season? Um, Hairston, we, uh, he's showing a bit of promise. Um, McNamara is looking pretty good. Um, but outside of that, we are still, few of the defenders are kind of iffy right now, but it's a combination of, you know, almost all of them are new and our coach Cabrera almost never uses the same starting 11 per game. It's nuts. The churn he does. Like I think last year, we had two games in a row with the same lineup, maybe twice all season. Mm. He just sounds like everyone. <laughs> so I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. Every, I mean, we're coming into the season with everyone healthy, which hasn't happened in like two years. So that's nice. Yeah. Right. Well, it's so I, I think there's still only, some proof to be done. The only downside of a CCL run, and it's been a minute for us since we have had that problem. <laughs> But the only downside of a CCL run is is the bandwidth it takes, the focus it takes. For sure. Is Houston one of the clubs that's taking CCL seriously? Yes, I think so. It's we uh we played our we played pretty much what was gonna be our starting lineup at the away game. And it looks like we kind of bunkered down for the tie, you know, to keep it at least a tie yesterday until we gave up the goal and then we subbed everyone in to run them down. Right. Honestly, at this point, I'm kind of wondering what the lineup against RSL is going to be because I'm I, if I were a betting man, I'm thinking they're going to be resting them for Tuesday's game against Tigris. Well, and that was the reason I was asking that. Yeah, for sure. It, it's you know, having looked at the the that second game, especially with you know, um, nothing against McInerney. McInmara, is that how you pronounce it? But, you know, he's definitely not the starter. Um, it, it's, no. uh, I, th- I think the Tigress game is March 5th. I think it's the Tuesday after the Saturday game. Um, yep. Do you, you know, this early in the season where, where points aren't as big a priority, like if you had to guess a starting 11, do you think it'd be closer to what that second game uh, in CCL was or – you know, can RSL expect at least the the dangerous three uh, of the Houston attack, if not starting maybe as a sub? I, I think we're going to use the same – I mean, it's Carrera. He might just do whatever the hell he wants, but I think it's going to be close to what we saw on Tuesday because 
Yeah, if we drop points, because we're in the CCL, MLS has scheduled like the first six games of our season at home. So if we, right. you know, if we bomb out of the CCL, then we have like five home games and we can just start racking up points. Hmm. For sure. So here's the hoping you make it deep into the CCL. Ah, that, I'm hoping for it too. I mean, right. so uh, Toronto couldn't represent the MLS as well. You uh, you did draw what you know many consider, if not like the favorites, definitely one of the favorites in your next round. You're facing Tigres. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's we appreciate a healthy dose of of uh, realism here at. Uh, Real Salt Lake. What do you what do you think the the keys to beating a side like Tigres is? It's just gonna be hit them hard on the counterattack. Just hit them hard. Hit them hard. That's and cool. um, but it's gonna be we're not gonna have weather on our side because we're getting hit with the cold front. So it's actually gonna be like forty degrees that game. Which for us that is awful. That's like me <laughs> sitting, that's me sitting in the apartment with like. Two pairs of socks, like three jackets. It's mm -hmm. rough. Oh, the, it. the different realities. Yes, yeah, I'm like, so you're having a heat wave. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also keep in mind, like usually during some of our summer games, it's 115 degrees yeah. out, and we're yeah. out in there in the sun, mm -hmm. dancing, jumping around, inebriated. So I think, especially the Portland, Portland and Seattle fans, they probably would die, probably literally, in those conditions. Look, no hail two cities. Easy come, easy go. <laughs> um. All right, man, let's get off the CCL for a second. Let me ask you a different question. Every team and every fan, when they face a team, there's a thought that's in your head, right? Like uh, when I say Seattle, you think douchebags, right? right? When I say LA, you think Eflaton. Plastic fans. Yeah, when I think Portland, I'm thinking hipster fans well also i'm thinking baseball stadiums right right under constructions permanently <laughs> um you know uh, and don't get me started on nycfc i'm thinking more money than god but for some reason still playing in a triangle on the futsal field so over the past few years when i think houston i'm thinking trap oh yeah trap game and we have had horrible luck against houston so let me ask you the question when you think rsl what do you think the reason I say trap is because it's been a while since Houston has been good, right? Let's say it that way. But they've been not good against everyone but us. <laughs> I will say, honestly, the only thing I think of when I hear Real Salt Lake is just Beckerman. Like, he's been with that team for, like, 80 years at this point. So, yep, there's that. that and I, that's pretty much it. I just think of Beckerman. It doesn't stand out. I mean... The other thing is I just remember how friendly everyone was with each other on Twitter after we knocked L.A. out. Because I remember, like, AJ De La Garza reached <laughs> out to the Real's Twitter account and was like, you're welcome. And Houston Dynamo official Twitter account became RSL's, like, biggest playoff fans. And yeah, it was just it was just a nice little relationship there. But outside of that, I just I can't really think of a style for RSL. I just think Beckerman. Got it. All right, so let's, go, let's take it. Let's go a level deeper. By the way, um, Houston played ourselves best game last year. Yeah. <laughs> so there's there's that. I mean, there's a six one against Lata, but whatever. Uh, let's go. Let's go a little bit further. 
Let me ask you, when you think Utah and Salt Lake, we know what everyone thinks. Sure. What do you think? Just open. Tell us. Uh, weird alcohol laws. Um, the biggest mountains I'll ever see in my life. Probably like, are you guys like 80 miles up in the air? I don't know if I can breathe. Uh, <laughs> I got that standard ignorant American geography education. So <laughs> Get it. Well, it's like, what, 4,000, 5,000? Yeah, it's like, like I think the stadium's like at 4.5 thousand. Yeah. All right. So not quite Denver. Well, yeah. Park City is higher than Denver, I think. Houston, just for the record, comes in at 105 feet. Yeah. Just that's it. Where's that mountain? <laughs> <laughs> it, it might be one of the, one of the high rises. <laughs> okay. Um, 105 feet. All right. It is. Well, there's that, but we also don't get 115 and and humid. That sounds horrible. Okay, so I'm not going to use it in the summer. I can take heat. I'm in Phoenix all the time. I can take humid. I'm in Florida all the time. But hot mm. and humid, that sounds like a nightmare. It's the 96% humidity all day, every day. Nice. It's the one-two punch. Nice. All right. So uh, you have any questions about Salt Lake City, RSL, and Beckerman? I do not. I think that sums it up pretty well. That's right. what I would think when I think real soft. <laughs> so I have two other two other kind of questions that I have kind of, kind of written down as we talk. So first is, what's what's up with Houston attendance? I know a lot of teams struggle with attendance, and it seems to be a Texas thing as well. Are we missing oh, something? So uh, we we did have this conversation, I think, in the pre-show, but a lot of these major cities in Texas no one is actually from texas anymore everyone's just coming in from work and the oil and gas and all that like i said like we have bars devoted to soccer and at 5 a.m in the morning they are packed standing room only for epl so it's a lot of this is branding and trying to make it their team so because a lot of people are like i follow man U. am not going to go waste my time watching the dynamo play if they even know the dynamo exists because there's not, I mean, I just, I never see any marketing mm. outside of like their Twitter account that I follow. Like I just don't see billboards, radio ads, TV, like, I mean, they're, 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 they did, they were bragging about the fact that they bought like two billboards on Twitter a few weeks ago. That's where <laughs> they were at on them. So it's a lot, 90% of it's just like, no one's from the city and they just prefer their team that they're from. Like mm -hmm. a lot of people, everyone's from England or Germany or everywhere else and are coming in from work. And yeah, they're going to follow that team till the day they die. Like the Bay Bayern fan club here is so big, the Bayern will send the Bernie mascot in every few months. So, so like you're saying there's a big is community, there's just not a big Houston Dynamo community. Pretty much. Yeah, soccer here is huge. Like when Messi was here to play the U.S., they sold out the Texans football stadium in like three minutes. Wow. It was just Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 soccer is huge. Where's the stadium located? Is is the stadium located in a in a accessible place or is it because I know like Oh yeah, it's know. it's dead center in the city. It's in downtown. It's five it's like fifty feet away from the Astro Stadium. They share the same parking lot. Oh wow. Yeah, right. I had no idea. I kind of assumed it was a uh, you know, part of my ignorance, uh kind of like an FC Dallas situation where you yeah. got to, you know, drive for three days to 
I mean, it's not quite the Red Bulls, but it's literally in a different state. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, no, it's 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 straight. It's right in downtown. Uh, I mean, but one of the biggest issues is is Houston is a sprawling city. Like I can, I live in South Houston, and to get to the airport in North Houston, going seventy miles an hour the entire time on the highway in the mornings, still takes me about fifty-five minutes or so because it's just. Yeah, it's that's... 80 miles away from one border to the next in Houston, and that's one of the shorter jaunts. Wow. Like parts of Houston go out to the Gulf of Mexico almost. It's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like sounds like Phoenix. Yeah, just it's like you and I live in the same city, but we're 90 minutes apart. <laughs> yeah, so we have that as well, and the the area around downtown. Yeah, traffic will get bad because all the major highways crisscross there. So. Yeah. All is it safe, is it safe to assume that the the fan base though i'm assuming you have the season ticket holder sections and and you have the you're setting up tifos and all those things tell us a little bit about that the, the soccer culture uh of those fans so those fans so like we got two major groups texian army and el batalion el batalion are like they're they're the ultras they will they are they are hardcore. They got the trump trumpets and the drums, and they'll they'll start things. And they're they're usually they have a partnership with one of the local soccer pubs right by the stadium. So they just pregame there. Um, Texian Army, we tailgate out of the uh, the parking lot out in front of the stadium, and we'll do we'll barbecue like we on like Dallas game days. We'll bring in like a hundred yard long slow cooker and like make brisket and sausages starting at like 6 a.m. And we're, we're more into like the, uh, we're actually sponsored by the local craft brewery. So we're more into the cooking, um, just drinking, being very casual about it, just being friends. We'll, we'll even have the away fans sometimes show up at the tailgate as well. You know, we're, we're pretty cool with that. Inside the stadium, yes, we're awful and terrible people. We hate you. Outside the stadium, I'd rather just eat and drink, really. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's two different cultures, and then like you know inside the stadium we're all lumped into one big supporter section, and we just we just go as one. Okay, so it is as one. That there is there because we're for some reason experiencing this in the stadiums, and we are not part of any supporters groups proudly, though we love them all, right? We love them all, but we're like hey, I'm going to the game, and we're doing this thing for fun because I don't think you have to be part of a group to have fun at the games. Uh, but what's happening in our stadiums is. What, are we up to like 97 groups? Yeah, I feel like every seat is its own supporters group. Every, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have, you know, section 35, row H, supporter group. Section 35, row G, supporters group. Um, and it seems like it, they're having a terrible time trying to get aligned. Right. Do you have any of that down there, or have you overcome that? I, honestly, I think it's about 90% overcome. It's, like, it's the two major groups. The problem is, like, I guess, like, something happened between the two groups, like, 10 years ago that, like, five or six people hold a grudge over still. Uh -huh. But, like, I've gone over to the other supporter section, like, you know, the whole five feet away from me, because we're literally just right next to each other. Uh -huh. And I've yelled and chanted and sing. I'll sometimes go to their bar after the games and just hang out and party, because we're all, we're all in it for the Dynamo. And, right. hell, they usually, we usually are just doing the TIFO, and they're leading the music and the chants. So we're just... We're one voice. Yeah. So, love like, there, yeah, there was animosity, but the people still holding on to that grudge 
they've kind of just moved on and you know you got people like me coming in they're just like i just want to watch soccer and heckle the other team that's yeah that's why i'm here barbecue record a game some beers before during and after the game that's all it's about it's the dream it is the dream i have one more question go for unless it. you have any more fan culture well, questions so, on, on that okay so uh fc dallas is obviously the historic like uh you know enemy and and it sounds like you guys show up for the fc dallas games uh, oh, yeah. recently though this this place austin uh really to... did you read off my i didn't notes? i i only saw your note just now <laughs> this place austin has uh has lucked their way into a, a franchise um you know it, it's is it kind of a rivalry by geography or you know do you like what are your thoughts and feelings there um it's a fuck you pre-court rivalry and it's just the way it's done and what's even worse is like their supporters group their mascot is the grackle which is the most annoying bird we have in this whole damn state <laughs> they come in packs of like seven thousand. they only hang out in the grocery store parking lots and they have this high-pitched more annoying than a seagull scream and it's just they must have picked it on purpose because they knew they were going to be the bad guys. Like when I saw it was the grackle, I mean that and the vamos el trees chant they were posting on Twitter and like there it's yeah there because I guess like, I guess Austin's famous for its trees or something. Really? I I, I don't know. <laughs> I've been <laughs> to Austin. It's like okay. <laughs> it's. So yeah, I went to the I went to the Independent Supporters Council meetings up in Dallas a few weeks ago, and I was talking with the Dallas supporters groups, and yeah, we're pretty much all in agreement. If it's fuck free court, <laughs> it should be just a national nationwide right. chant. And I was gonna say, as as an RSL fan, it's I hate Austin for no other reason than free court. Yeah, how they handled yeah. the crew. Um, so it doesn't sound like any special animosity because of geography, but just a general sense of arguably well, the most hated MLS team this year, which is to say something. Without having we're, just, we're mostly excited about the fact that we have another party bus we can take. But outside of that, I like they haven't like earned the right to be hated yet. Yeah. Except, yeah. You know, their, their owner has. <laughs> That's well said. And the funny thing is, Every time I've been to Austin, I remember thinking, this would kind of make a cool soccer town. Because I can see it. It's very hipster. It's very kind of right. up and coming. It's, uh, but my only worry there would be the same that you're saying, Pat, in Houston, which is that there are no locals. So it's hard to grow the passion. Now, having said that, I'm not a local of Salt Lake. Sure, uh, I've sure. only been here for a couple of decades. Next thing you know, I'll learn the directions. <laughs> so <laughs> it's the same reason why I think you know Vegas doesn't get a team. Sure. Though, my God, all right, we're in the middle of nowhere. Our clo we have one team we can travel to. Right. By, by car. Yeah. yeah. Denver, Denver. Seven and a half hours. And honestly, at this point, that's just like a sure guaranteed three points. So, so it's not even, not even, not even fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and uh, the one airline that I hate the most, uh, Frontier, has made it so cheap to fly there. It's not even worth driving. There it is. Huh. <laughs> so... Uh, did you did you want to follow up on Austin? No, you you do. Sorry, I I have you know uh, another kind of kind of question that I was wondering what your thoughts were. So, U.S. Open Cup last year, um, it it's it's kind of it, it's it's a it's silverware, right? Let's be honest, it's a trophy. It it's it's Champions a CCL, it's a CCL yeah. spot. 
Um, it, it's obviously success. As a Houston fan this year, what does success look like? Oh, that's a good question. Congratulations. That's what I do. You didn't even look at my sheet. Ha. God, for, for me, just uh, getting back into the playoffs and eliminating Portland again. That'd be ideal. I want to build that rivalry up because, man, they really did not like our goal celebration two years ago. Oh, what happened? Tell us more. Uh, one of our players got a late goal at Portland and just basically mm. ran up and celebrated in front of the Timbers Army contingent. It was a... Yeah. Uh, it was intense. Like they got so upset, they just went to Twitter and made fun of how bad our field was, and that you know we should be relegated. Hold on, Pat, 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 slow down. Did you say they were making fun of your field? Yeah, Portland was like, "Oh, that field sucks. They're amateur." And da da da. Like they were literally like, they would not admit we played better. They were just like, "Your grass is awful." It's like, okay. Well, the <laughs> word there we call it the G, -G word around here is grass, right? You know, they play on plastic. Yeah. People in glass houses should not throw stones. Especially, no, no. The saying should be, people who play on plastic should not make fun of any grass. I don't care if it's barely it's just patches here and there. That's a much better saying. I agree. Right? So, have you been to, ever to the Portland games in Portland? Yeah. Yeah, my, uh, I travel a lot for work, and my company will actually let me schedule my work trips around Dynamo away games. Hey. So yeah, like few, I went to Portland two years ago, and it I was awesome. Like overrated I, stadium, though. Mm, I mean, I liked it. The atmosphere was fantastic. The the people yeah. were nice, and that was the first stadium I got introduced to a happy hour for getting there early. That was like the most yeah. blessful thing that's ever been told to me. I just think the Timbers Army constantly and continuously singing in the background is after like ten minutes. I didn't notice them. Background noise. I just they just became background noise, white noise. I all I, I noticed them when they stopped. Yes, <laughs> I, I will throw this out there. Yeah, Portland, fantastic culture. Yeah, the actual facility is. Oh, the facility is there. Well, I mean, we were there last time during like construction, so maybe that's not a fair judgment either. There is that. All right, here's a question for you: most hated fan group. In the league. Oh God! For you, man. I mean, for Houston. For Houston, well, it's going to be like FC, the FC Dallas supporters group. Okay, so that, all, that right? Okay. Either that, either that, or their uh, FO paid sponsored bands they have. <laughs> oh, do they have a band? Paid for by the front office. Yeah, they wow. they use them to try to drown out their own supporters because they don't like having supporters <laughs> well and their attendance shows <laughs> it really does it really does I, I i have yet to see a club win a supporter shield in front of an empty stadium essentially yeah what was that two years ago 2015 so it would have been more than well two years ago they had that awesome season and then the following season imploded not no no their their attendance actually dropped there it is. There yeah. it is. Soccer, Anyways. soccer in America in a nutshell. All right, final question for me. Mm. Predictions for this Saturday. Ah, uh, man. Let's see. I mean, we're, we're kind of undergoing a cold snap right now, so it's going to be like 60 degrees, so you probably have the advantage there. Mm. I mean, our yeah. boys just came from Arizona and Hawaii, so I think, you know. <laughs> I'd say if our defense can, if our defense can gel – I can easily see like a 2-0 for Houston. 
Okay. It's wow. just, if, if you gotta, you gotta be able to stop our counterattack. Everyone, all of our forwards are young and they run the whole 90 minutes. It's exhausting watching them. <laughs> and then whatever, our two center backs uh, have a combined age of 87, I think. So <laughs> we'll be all right. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, Beasley's 87 by himself. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, he doesn't play on the other. He should play on the other side, though. So that doesn't help us at all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. I'm thinking 3-1 RSL. Really? Yeah. I'm totally I... thinking 3-1 RSL. They're going to be depleted. They're going to be looking forward to the Tuesday game. Who wouldn't? It's sure. a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity here. Um, and we are two, three deep at every position. I'm not saying that we're awesome at every position, but everyone's going to be super hungry. Mm. Uh, you don't want to pat piss Petke off early. Sure, sure. I'm going to go ahead and predict a 1-1. One, one. That's probably the most realistic one. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably, honestly, yeah. <laughs> and, and I think, and I think for, for the same reason for both teams, just fantastic attacks. I... I actually am going to go ahead and this is going to make it sound like I'm trying to make peace, but that's not at all. I genuinely believe this. I think between Houston and Real Salt Lake, you have the most underrated and the second most underrated attacks in the MLS. Um, I'll let you guys figure out which one's which. So dangerous attacks on both teams, guys that can put goals away. I think RSL has the same problem that the Dynamo have. It's it's defense. Um, so I'm I'm predicting... A, a goal apiece, and then just kind of a battle in the midfield. Pat, your thoughts on these underrated attacks? I don't think I was underrated. Everyone knows Plata. Everyone knows Severino. Yeah, but, you know, no one's talking about Plata. Right? Oh, so okay. They're talking right. about Atlanta. They're talking yeah. about, you know, LAFC. They're talking about, you know. It, it's, yeah, yeah, all right. So you're talking about. Underrated. Un yeah. under, underrated by the rest of the league. Undercovered. Yeah, that's what underrated means. No. It's how yeah, other like the uh, the MLS had like a uh, CCL preview on like on like YouTube or whatever, and they were all saying like the Houston Dynamo were the worst MLS team out of all the MLS teams. And then one of them picked did the Dynamo to actually go deep into the tournament, and the other hosts were like, "Why? Like that's weird." And you know they're all picking like Toronto, and and you know mm -hmm. now look at now look at everything. You know two weeks later, yeah, yeah it's just. It's easy for on our side. It's easy to forget that we have a great attack when we literally had no defenders last year. So right. we were still losing games by like three goals, but we were still scoring like three or four goals a game. We were just giving up seven or eight. <laughs> so your attack is actually, you know, it, it's good enough that it's got some European interest. And for a while there, it looked like at least one, maybe two of your wingers slash strikers were bound for Europe. That obviously hasn't happened yet. Or hasn't happened. Uh, are you at all nervous as a fan for the the coming window? It 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 kind of feels like um, uh, Ellis is uh, the the Panther dude. Yep, is, La is Panther, all, yeah. All, all but gone. Um, you know, at least until the the summer comes. What do, what do you think on, of of that? Yeah, I, I mean he's he's really good, and the Dynamo scouting him out was a huge win for us. So I'm just happy for any seasons we get out of him because he's. He's young. I want to say he's still like twenty or something. He's he's crazy good for us having found him. Hmm. Um, Minotas was the other rumored person to be signed away, and we just signed him to a three-year deal. Okay. So, thank God, because so he's not going he anywhere. Dynamo getting paid first. <laughs> yeah, it's 
it was very unexpected for all of us when we heard that he they not only kept him but they got him for three years and yeah he's like he's on the cusp of breaking like the record for most goals scored on the Dynamo and he's only been with the team for like three years. Yeah, <laughs> last last season he had like the uh, single season record for the Dynamo, if I'm not mistaken, right? Correct. Yeah, he was just he was just lighting it up. It was nuts. And Elis, he's great too. But when he's hot, it's just. But he he'll go through a dry spell for like two months, and that'll that kills us too. So they, one of the reasons I was worried is because they work so well together, those two. Right. Like if Minotas, if Elis isn't scoring, he's usually assisting with Minotas, which is what he did last night in the CCL. Yeah. They yeah, sub them both in, and like ten minutes later, assist over to Minotas. So if you were RSL's head coach this this Saturday, what what instructions are you giving <laughs> giving the guys? Um, I would have I would have the defense like kind of lay back a little because what kills most teams is trying to keep up with Minotas and Elis as they run towards the corner, and you can't keep up with them. Like just keep them like one of the things uh, one of the drawbacks with Elis is he loves to take players one on one. He almost never wins. <laughs> the only time he wins is when he just outruns them and literally just goes around them. But if you have to one-on-one -on -one and try to get through the man, he just almost always tries for the nutmeg. And it's like fetch. You just can't make that happen. Um, so I would have the defenders just sit back and be like, let them run at you. Just don't let them run around you. Give them no room to run around you. Petke, if you're listening, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope he knows that. Yes. But then again, maybe not. Yeah. We have a funny coach. That's He's not big into tactics. Great <laughs> motivator. Right. Right. Awesome motivator. And 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 famous uh, uh, interviews. Very famous interviews, yes. So, Great. He oh, makes yeah. really good memes. All right, Pat. Last one. Um, he asked you earlier what success is. He said playoffs. You think you're going to achieve success this year? What's your predictions for the Houston Dynamo this year? God. Um, pie in the sky, a deep run into the playoffs. Um, CCL, I would like a deep run, but it's going to be Tigris, and it's going to be an away game next Tuesday. Where it's going to be all Tigris fans in that stadium. And it's, Good enough. Yeah. <laughs> Closing words. The Baker. Thank you for uh, thank you for your time, and good luck on Friday. Yeah, and we might do this again next time we play. Pat, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Hang on for just thank a second you. while we end a... the podcast. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I do. I do have a quick suggestion for you for the uh, the episode title because we have a we have ah. a huge rivalry in Texas between us and Dallas. We fight over a cannon, and like one of the things that led up to Texas independence was like Mexico wanting some of our cannons so there's a flag with a cannon on it that says come and take it uh-huh so i mean just to play into the baker's name gotta be like maybe the episode title come and bake it like oh there it is there it is folks i'm I gonna like become it. a personality in texas i like it rsl nation have yourself a good evening pat hang out for just a second